This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. He's the general manager of your Oakland Athletics, David Forst. David, usually we have you at the very beginning. Right. We're now getting you at the very end. And uh, obviously the day is not over for you because you guys have the Rule 5 draft. We do. Yeah, everybody sticks around from the last day, wait till the Rule 5 draft, and then it's a mad dash for the Uber line to get to the airport. And the Rule 5, my guy Ryan Noda, you know I love him. He's fantastic. So, And then we go back to Mark Hanna. Uh, you have fished very well in this pond. We've done a nice job over the years. Yeah, the two guys you mentioned, I think, are probably two of the better position player picks over the last decade. So anytime you have a chance at this price to maybe get an everyday major league player, uh, you have to take that opportunity. And, and Ryan worked out great last year. What is the, like, when you look at it, just take us through, because you have the first pick. We do. So you're going to get who you want. Just take us through the process of how you go through the information, finding a guy somewhere who you go, you know what, he's blocked. Probably usually a guy that's blocked because Ryan Noda was blocked. Yeah. So, and I mean. Yeah, and Canna was too in the Marlins system. I mean, I, there are a couple different ways to approach this draft, and, and I think teams have different philosophies. We, we've never sort of gone for that high upside, toolsy, A-ball guy who you just hope to hide for a year and then develop him yourself. We just – We've always tried to find guys who can contribute right away. And, yeah. and all the way back, I mean, I think about Mike New back in 2003, our, uh, our head baseball coach at Cal now. Um, and then over the years, we, we've tried to find guys who can contribute immediately. And we mentioned Ken and Noda. But you look at position player-wise, the skills that you think will translate. And with, with both those guys, it was, it was plate discipline. It was power. It was things they did offensively that you thought they could, they could sort of stay afloat in the big leagues. Uh, on the pitcher side, you look obviously at stuff, swing and misses is important, throwing strikes. You don't want guys burying themselves in base runners. So um, I think we have a pretty good feel now, you know, from over the years, what we think will translate. Do you, because you got to have the guy for the entire year. Yeah. Do you think it's easier to have a guy all year long as a pitcher or a position player? I think it's actually changed a little bit. It used to be like you could take a reliever who threw gas and, and put him in the back of the bullpen. The way we run bullpens now, though, with guys, you know, getting options so many times and looking for fresh arms, you're a Rule 5 guy. You're basically adding a guy with no options to your pen, and he's kind of stuck there. That's that's a harder thing to do these days than it used to be. So um, I, I don't know. You have a 13-man bench, which we didn't always have. Maybe it's easier for position player. But, um, but more than anything, you're, again, you're looking for a guy who can – compete in the big leagues right away speaking of getting optioned uh oh halfway you're not sending me out are you Chris? halfway here as i'm watching elvis on my southwest flight i started to realize oh my god 
this is what we did to all of our minor leaguers. <laughs> like, this isn't like Sacramento just going I-80. This isn't going to Vegas. This was a – Matt Olson went up, what, 8,000 times right. up and down? He was in Nashville that year how many fly? How sent many, him back and forth. I remember there was one time we sent him out. For, we were in City Field playing the Mets. We sent him out, and I was like, oh, that's a decent flight. He can just get back to Nashville. But every time else, he was in Oakland sending him out. Yeah, look, it's a great city. It was a great ballpark for us to open and be with a good organization for four years. But I think M Mickey lost a couple of years on his life trying to figure out those flights. Wow, I was like, this is like a four and a half hour <laughs> flight. I, I mean, going to the big leagues is great, but you get sent down and you have four and a half hours. That'd be a, a whole different thing. Um, Dave Stewart, obviously, we had Stu on. He was going to bring number one. Number one didn't happen. Number four. <laughs> yeah. I, I know how you do business. Whatever happens, happens. you got to be, hey, you're the guy that steers the ship. Everybody else can freak out. You can't freak out. I yeah. mean, I know you're not happy about it, but still you can get a good player at four. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there, there are good players out there all over the first round, all over the draft. So, yeah, there's some initial disappointment. And, you know, I think we <laughs> – we tried not to get our hopes up too much after what happened last year, um, but that's hard. You're still, you know, you're still hopeful that a number one pick can kind of change your draft, change your organization. It didn't happen. You know, I, Eric's getting together with the scouts tonight, and they'll kind of commiserate, and then everybody moves on. And, and we have scouting meetings planned for the end of January, and we'll start breaking down the group, and guys will head out in February to see games, and it'll be business as usual. Yeah, I mean, now the draft's not until July, so we got a long time till that happens. I know, yeah. I just Yeah, another thing that we just deal with. All right, here we haven't had a whole lot of movement. You're talking to all the different people. I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you're not sitting there in the Otani thing, but what are you hearing about not a lot of movement going on here in Nashville? Yeah, it's hard for me to say if, if something like that is holding up the whole market. I mean, you know, we, we always get to the winter meetings, and after 24 hours, people complain that nothing's happening and when's it going to go, and then usually it does. This time it seems like... The dam hasn't really broken. Um, you know, a couple small trades, a couple small signings. Um, but everybody, you know, everybody that I talk to, both on the agent and the club side, is they're doing their, their due diligence, they're having the conversations. It just, you know, I don't know what's going to change for people to be ready to sort of pull the trigger. I mean, we, we always come here and try and be patient. We're never going to set the market. We're never going to, you know... I say never. Up until now, we're not playing at the top of the market. Obviously, the goal is down the road a few years to yeah. to compete there. But right now, you know, patience is our friend and try not to jump out too much on, on deals that we're not 100% sure on. Yeah, you're paving the road here, right, for, for what you're going to do once we probably get January or maybe February. For sure, yeah. And it's not, I know it's not sexy to fans to hear, like, oh, you're having conversations. You're, like, laying the foundation. But that is what you have to do you have to sort of check in with everybody and know what the options are and then you leave here you you know we'll meet with the group when we get back in the office next week and sort of figure out okay what are our priorities and i'm sure and you've talked about it you know we don't there's starting to become hopefully some ideas of where we're going to play in 2025 and beyond but yeah. i'm sure that's you know the agent's are asking you that question if you're looking to give somebody a multi-year deal, which you normally don't give a lot of multi-year deals, yeah. but just talking like those conversations about the future. Right. I mean, always the future is a little murky. How how that's going? Yeah, I mean, where are, where are we playing after 24 is sort of the the multi multi-million dollar question, um, and. I don't have a great answer right now for agents. I mean, obviously, we, we expect to be somewhere, you know, on the West Coast. There are options being floated out there. And, um, 
but ultimately, if, if we're talking about more than a one-year deal, I kind of have to just do my best and say, hey, you know, we're, we're putting the team together. We expect to compete. Like, yeah, it's, it's TBD. It, to me, I'd, I'm kind of like, man, don't worry about it. Get here and let's play. We're paying you a lot of money. I mean, seriously. Yeah, let's and go. it's easy for it's easy. You're for in the us big leagues. You were not. You're, you're not going to be playing in. You know. No, I know, but you know, these guys have they have families and they want to know where they are and and you know where do they go from spring training and what kind of place are they set up in? Like these are all parts of the equations, particularly for free agents who've worked so hard to get to that point and and want to be able to kind of sort of write their own destiny here. So it's all part of it. I get it. Pitching, inning, starts, yeah. everybody's looking for it. Every, we're, we're next to the Cardinal guys. They went out and bought it right away. I mean, <laughs> it's like sometimes you don't even worry about ERAs. I just – I need innings. So is that the biggest priority, to find somebody that you know that can take the ball every five days? I think it's what we're spending the most time on. I mean, again, whether whether we're able to sort of get that is is a question mark. But – yeah, I mean, we you know we have some real talent, and we made some progress. And again, I talk about Blackburn and Medina and Sears and Boyle and Estes. Um, you know, Ken is a question mark uh, because of his health. Kyle's going to get another opportunity to come in and and get stretched out and start, but um, but it's not super deep right now. You're not getting through the season with seven, eight starters. Like we need innings, and you saw where we were in April and the beginning of May last year. Like. We had a bunch of guys come out of the game in the second and third inning, and it just dominoes, oh, yeah. and it's hard to watch. So you need you need innings. Yeah, it's not again not sexy, but you need you need innings. Ken Waldachuk, I was you know we put out the release. Yeah, it was a strain, so it's not a tear. Or I so, I, I, I mean I'm right. we're so not going to play doctor here, but no. it was like, and then he had a procedure I'd never even heard of. Yeah, it's a te- called a ten X procedure where. Uh, go in under ultrasound and you can you know, sort of break up the scarring and then put a PRP injection in there. I agree. I, I had to read up on it too when Brian Schulman sort of explained it to me. But, uh, you know, he felt it in his last start. He had the MRI right after the season. There is, you know, both flexor and UCL involvement. But, you know, he saw Dr. Elitrash who didn't think it was surgical and, and Ken really wanted to try and go, the, I guess we call it the, the conservative route and rehab it. So he's doing great. I talked to him last week three times a week rehab. One of our athletic trainers, Elliot Deals, down there in San Diego with him. And um, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll get an idea on what his throwing schedule looks like. I just, I, I, I have this belief watching him and when he is good, I just, at some point with, with athletes, the light turns on. I think when that light turns on for him, he's going to be tough to no, hit. No, and I think, we're, I think we saw a lot of that in the second half of the season. I thought Emo did a great job with Ken. We moved him to the pen. They got him some low leverage outings, two, three innings. Um, his stuff ticked up. I mean, they, I think back to his outing down in Florida against the Marlins, and he was throwing the ball great. He gave up a homer, I think, to, to either Soler or De La Cruz. Um, and it kind of ruined his outing, but but there were so many positives to take away. And from that point on, we went into Milwaukee, pitched well, um, and he really was basically our most consistent guy after the All-Star break. You know, guys that throw really hard and have a hard time staying healthy become bullpen guys and become very productive. You recently have done it with A.J. Pock. Yeah. You've talked about it with Mason Miller. I remember when Mason Miller was getting called up and we had you on up in the treehouse, and you said, we're getting 
give it an opportunity and see what happens. And, of course, he got hurt. But yeah. I love the idea. Like, he's a dynamic arm. I don't know if he can go every five days. But if you can keep him healthy in the pin, man, he can. So so the plan now? Yeah, that's the plan. And, I, yeah, I compared Mason to AJ the other night when I talked to the writers. It's not, you know, it's not an exact comp. But, yeah, I mean, Mason's tried starting now over three years, minor leagues, big leagues. Uh, keeps coming up with something. And, uh, we're going to try the pen and, and, you know, to Mason's credit, he's open to whatever. He's obviously a little disappointed. I think everybody wants to be a starter when it comes down to it. But, um, but I mean, he, you know, obviously, like you said, with his stuff, he could have a really impressive career in the bullpen, but we told him this is not permanent. Like go mm -hmm. out there, let's try and keep you healthy for a year. That's got to be the first step that way you help yourself, you help the team, and then we can reevaluate. That's where the good comp is with AJ Puck. Cause I, I you know, I talked about it in the post game show constantly going, sometimes I don't even care what the line is. It's just, does he come tomorrow and can he keep playing and yeah. not go on the DL? And he was able to do that. We had, we had cots on yesterday and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pump you up here because I, I think spring training is going to be different this year. Spring training. I think we're gonna have a lot of competition. I think you've got a lot of good young athletes. I think this going into this year, as we're going to say it's not sexy, but I think going into this year, this spring training with all the young athletes that you have, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I think it is going to be fun. I mean, you look back on last spring training before we sort of ruined it with our April and May. It was it was exciting. There was like, you know, there was an, an idea that like some of these guys were coming some of them arrived, and now it's different that they're competing for big league jobs instead of just sort of they're the prospects on the horizon. I'm talking about, you know, the Geloffs, the Tylers, the Lawrences, um, and, and these other guys. So, look, we're going to have a big camp. This, I, I, you know, we're not quite there yet on numbers, but this is probably going to be our biggest camp since I've been here because when you have opportunity, you're able to sign guys from the outside, six-year free agents. We'll sign some major league free agents. We have a lot of prospects we want to have in camp, non-roster guys like Muncie and Harris and, um, you know, and some of these other guys. So it's going to be a big camp, and you're right, there's going to be a lot of competition. So it's, I mean, Cots does such a good job of setting the tone and creating a, a culture for all these guys coming together right from day one. Is there a spot where there's not a competition? I mean, the guy at second base is going to yeah. be at second base. You know my, Do you know my comp for him? <laughs> Ryan Sandberg? Ryan Sandberg. Just a guess. Yeah. Ryan Sandberg. I think I've heard that one. So. I like I think it's a good comp. Look, I mean, the way Zach hit the ground running and, like, didn't really have a blip over the last couple of months, it's pretty rare for a young player to come up and do that. I mean, what a, what a lot of other guys do going up and down, and that's more normal. So um, Zach's two and a half months in the bigs are pretty exciting. What does Ryan know to do? Gets on base. He gets on base. He's And he's <laughs> terrific defensively. Those two guys right there. Uh, I see that. Your catcher, I think, is pretty locked in, too. I think Shea turned the real corner, you know, the last six weeks of the year offensively. I know he's talked a lot with Bushy over the offseason. They're, they're going to keep him on track. So, yeah, you got those guys. You know, J.J. Blade is going to be healthy. You know, Nick Allen was a different guy the last time he came up. And, and then everybody from, you know, Jordan Diaz to the two guys we picked up, Andujar and Toro. Like, yeah, there's going to be competition. There's going to be some new faces. If you can't get excited about spring training, I'm not sure what, what we're doing. Yeah, and, and I just – just more athletic. I, I feel like the team is more athletic. Do you feel like you've built – it's, you know, so many years we dealt with, you know, walks and home runs, and now this is more, kind of a more athletic squad. <laughs> I, I don't mind walks and homers. Just, I know just, you like it. Just, I know for you the like it. just for the record. Brent Rooker, um, 30 bombs. <laughs> 
but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, Zach runs, SD runs. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, Lawrence obviously did it when he came up. So no, you're right. There's, there's some real athleticism out there. Do you see Rooker being more of a DH? I don't think we have the luxury of just plugging someone in the DH. I think we're better as a roster when guys can move around. And, and Brent did a nice job out in right field at times. So I think we have the flexibility to play him out there. I think the fact that Noda can go out to the outfield provides a lot of flexibility. Brownie does the same first in the outfield. Andujar can play first in left field. Toro goes third to first. I think, I think you have to build flexibility into the roster to give cots options i mean guys look guys need day off days off as much as we sort of build a lineup versus right and versus left and try and do it 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 doesn't work that way or the way it does on paper it doesn't work that way every day so you need you need that flexibility and you have multiple guys who can play a legit center field like a legit center field <laughs> yeah it's an interesting spot for us because yeah you saw sd you saw lawrence you saw jj out there um and and then we've got more guys coming you know a non-roster guy like max schumann can play out there so yeah it's an important spot to figure out what we're going to do every day so let's end on this i know you got to go you got the oh wait do you have a name for him for the rule five okay i got three of them you're making suggestions they're all three from the same draft you know we have the first pick that's, that's he correct he gets whoever you he broke, wants you broke that news to me so <laughs> uh cole wilcox former georgia kid i'm familiar with his work tanner burns a kid from uh auburn same yeah and asa lacy who on this program i said would go to the royals um as well um those are the three guys i i like okay i don't know if you do but i'm telling you i like those guys i'll take it under advisement that's why i'm here a lot of sec guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, all in the same draft, all 2020 drafts, yeah. all 24 years old, all starting pitchers who can maybe say, throw, for, throw you innings. Li you like fastballs. I get it. You, pitching. So Cody thinks we need pitching out of the Rule 5 draft. <laughs> can, it, can these guys go five innings? That's what I want to That's know. the whole, hopefully. Can you, go, can you at least go five? That's all I want. Um, Dan O'Dowd, I love him on MLB Network. He's very kind to always come on this show. Jim Duquette was on the show. A lot of the people that, you know, when you were first coming up, they were yeah. general managers. And we've been very fortunate that they've taken to the show and we get to have them on. But, you know, yesterday, Dan O'Dowd, I talked about, you know, what you're going through. And it was a fabulous cut and talked about really about who you are as a person. Because most people, he said, in our position – wouldn't be able to do it. He says it takes such a special person with not only intellect, but patience. And, and there's a lot of different things. There's a lot of caring that has to go on uh, below you because there's a lot of people that, you know, going through rebuilds and stuff yeah. and multiple times is very, very hard. But he had some really kind words to talk about the respect that the job, because I don't think people understand that, yeah, you're getting thrown out. And I remember with Billy, when I asked, used to do the Billy Bean show, he was so tired of people asking about the ballpark and like, I'm in charge of baseball. I'm not, I don't do architecture. I don't do any of that. Like Billy hated that. And now you're getting so much of that. You, I mean, and, yeah. and you know nothing about designing buildings and politics <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's not your job. It's like, so just know this, that the people who cover this game and have been GMs, they have a lot of respect for what you're doing because what you what you continue to do, what you continue to build, it hasn't been easy. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I always appreciate Dan. He's incredibly generous and kind with not only his words, but his time. I mean, he's one of the guys when I, when I started just sort of watching him and listening to his words. I mean, you can 
when you're young in this game, if you just watch GMs do interviews and you, you read their quotes, I, Dan was one of the guys, Brian Cashman's always been one of those guys. You know, you mentioned Jim Duquette too, who was in a big market in New York. If you just watch and listen, you can learn a lot about how, how you want to handle yourself. And Dan was a guy like that. And he, you know, he'll shoot me a text every now and again. And um, I, I think you said he went, you know, he went through a rebuild in Cleveland when he was an assistant GM. Two and, and, with the Rockies. Yeah, and then and then always had a tough time with the Rockies and, and got them to the World Series, obviously, in 07. But, um, no, I, I appreciate Dan. I appreciate all these guys who've reached out and have been through, you know, similar stuff. I said the other night, I think – I think our situation is actually unique because I, I don't think anybody's gone through this. That, that word gets used a lot and people say this is unique, whatever. Like no one has been through a situation where they didn't know where they were playing. They, they didn't know exactly when, when or where the ballpark was going to be. Um, I think our people have handled it incredibly well. I'm, I'm really proud of our player development people, our scouting people, and my group in the front office who sort of stayed on task and focused and gotten through two you know, admittedly rough years, but continue to sort of have this passion for the organization, for the A's, and want to, you know, want to continue to do well and, and put a good product out there. Great stuff. Thanks, Chris. Rule 5 draft. Here it comes. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Enjoy yourself with the family. All right. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.